So, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we need to start making, uh, uh, we need to start to be, uh, becoming professionals in the potency world <laughs> for some reason or the other. So in this episode, what this, we decided to do is going to, we're going to discuss the detrimental effects of long-standing practice of product name changes. Um, or... To put it more precisely, rebranding the same uh, re product as something else, uh, re-releasing existing products, rebranding the water as uh, the hydrogen monoxide, uh, marketing tactics that manufacturers uh, try to do to make us uh, to convince us that something is better than it is, um, and we are going to try to explore how this uh, basically hinders the development and how it creates the problem with the high-quality hardware, because people are more or less not able to distinguish what is now real technology and what is something that is actually new and what is something that is just a rebranded uh, old name for a simple thing like power or water or fire or whatever. Marketing meets sales tactics. So marketing meets sales tactics and uh, please join us. Let's examine what is going to happen uh, when we discover how the marketing driven strategies work. And uh, why is it important to sometimes name things as they are, not trying to name them as they uh, should be sounding for some market executive? Welcome to the Tidy Show, where talk meets tech and vice versa. I'm going to be Yasmin Ultra uh, M3 today. And veteran is going to be the uh, core extreme veteran. Yes. Uh, for, the, for the purpose of this podcast. The core ultra. Yes. Now roll the intro. Okay. Okay, as I said in the in the start, uh, what's up with all the processors having to be uh, ultra uh, core pro uh, max uh, right now? Before it was uh, I'm waiting for four X four and sixteen V. No, I'm waiting for them to return to being named uh, in a cryptical string of numbers and uh, letters. So I34765-11. Uh, that sounds like 6502 subvariant. Because if you remember, we started, with, we started with generic names. So mm -hmm. PDP11. Mm -hmm. We started with Altair. Mm -hmm. We started with names that either were completely made up because they didn't makes sense because there, there was no sense to be made uh, in the early computers mm -hmm. or there were just uh, abbreviations of something that was obvious mm -hmm. and now how did we come to a point where uh, intel decided that they need to follow the apple's uh, lead and rename all the processors by adding ultra and max to the to the name of the processor i think that this is uh, fundamentally different to rebranding something as something because they are going to use that mar that uh, uh, marketing branding scheme for new products, and there are going to be new products. So there, it's a 
uh, it's more of an image and the whole marketing backend change, which they did a couple of times already, two, four, three, four, eight, six, then Pentium, and then they went afterwards to core architecture for the past 15 years, whatever, in terms of the branding of the, of the product. But uh, that doesn't annoy me as much. It does because I think it's mostly because of the habit. Okay, but when I say i7, you immediately know what I'm talking about. Yes. When I say whatever the name of the processor is, uh, Ultra, you need to think about whose processor is this? Who made it? Uh, is it an Apple pro product? Is it an uh, Intel product? Who, who is behind it? So hmm. suddenly you are creating, uh, in your head, you're creating uh, additional, uh, confusion. Uh, additional confusion. And I don't think that this is beneficial for uh, the product recognition. Me neither. Because it looks like a completely opposite of product recognition to me. It's basically a logical extension of one of our previous episodes where we discussed the complexity of uh, Apple's product line and how difficult it is to actually go and buy an Apple product if you are not a super duper pro user. Yes. And the other thing that uh, I, uh, I am starting to dislike is that, uh, as we said in the intro, uh, is that the normal useful things get renamed in such a way that you suddenly don't know what you're dealing with. Yeah. So uh, storage becomes um, immediately available data. Uh, logs become uh, useful information about running of the system and so on and so on. So Ultra Armor PCI Express. Uh, okay, yeah. but let, let's not about let's not let's talk. Not, let's and not, USB don't get me started. And let's not talk about military grade capacitors. Mm -hmm. Or uh, the, the worst example of that is by far the worst is USB. Uh, Rebranding multiple times in the past couple of years for the same speeds, products, whatnot. Uh, I think that USB has the has a bigger problem. He they uh, rebranded when they didn't need to, and they didn't change the name when they had to. So mm. suddenly, uh, if I told you the, to tell me the difference between the USB three, USB three one, USB three through three two, USB four. In USB super speed, are you able to? Super speed is free, so that's uh, five <laughs> gigabits per second. Three point two is ten. Uh, Three point two Gen two X two is twenty, and USB four is the descendant of Thunderbolt three and four, which is forty. But I am a stupid geek, and most yes, of that and, is correct. And, 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 not, I'm, waiting, and, and, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting for the USB uh, Ultra and USB Max to Me come too. to the. Me too. That's to come exactly to the what I wanted to say next. And the other thing is that uh, when we are talking about USB, is that uh, they s don't seem to be able to uh, decide: uh, are they going to use a hyphen or not, and mm -hmm. are they using a space or not? So is USB 3 going to be written down as USB 3 without the 3 space? 3.2 Gen, Gen 2 X2 or whatever the product name is. That is the stupidest name that I've heard in a long time. Okay, so then, then there, there is that. But uh, that's actually the, like, the essence of confusion. Let's and, they, and they really think that they are making it better. So let's talk about one, one uh, particular thing. Uh, let's talk about something called an empty vessel name. Okay. You know what an empty vessel name is? Please explain to me. I'm going to act as if I've never heard of that. that. So uh, the biggest example of this was BlackBerry. Mm -hmm. So basically the guys who created the Black BlackBerry said that they're going to be creating products. The products are going to be uh, communication devices in different forms and uh, factors. They don't know what the product is going to look like. They knew that they're going to be creating a phone and a messenger or a pager or whatever. So they decided that they need a name that is going to be completely void of the technology. And 
uh, that is not going to be able to be ob- objectified. Yes, so that they were looking for a word that is going to be void of any other meaning than being a word so that they can actually uh, connect their brand to it. And then they chose BlackBerry. This is something that uh, car manufacturers do. Uh, they are trying to come up with um, uh, names that are sometimes stupid, sometimes uh, awful, but that makes sense in the, in a way that they want to uh, give a name to a particular car, model of a car, uh, so that they can uh, sell it in different markets and that the name means which car it is in order to try to avoid um, the, avoid the, number, the, the numbers. You do not d- know the level of enragement that you just caused. Yeah, yes, 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 no, yes, no, because this because usually... Audi is by far the worst example of that from the normal, let's say, cars that are not super turbo sports car expensive. Their engines, 35, 40, and stuff like that. For us all farts, when we see a number three and five next to a model name, we think that it's 3.5 or 4.0 liter model uh, mo- motor yes. engine. It's super stupid. Okay, but this is this is something that is just for the petrolheads in us. Yeah, but that's still rebranding, and it's kind of crazy stupid. Yes, but uh, I'm talking about the guy, the things that uh, when they try to rebrand, uh, I don't know which which brand what was it that uh, called uh, a new car Nova, and it means Nova or doesn't go in uh, mm. in Spanish. So mm-hmm. uh, they basically said that, uh, there is also Ford Kuga. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't get me started on Volkswagen. Don't don't go with Volkswagen, please. They had the whole series of cars with weird names of South African tribes that were genocidal or something. It's it's just a minor inconvenience when it comes to cars. Because it's not. It's a big I, inconvenience. Yes, but, but okay. Let's not mention the uh, what is happening in the uh, Volkswagen crowd. Uh, especially, let's not mention what they did with the uh, turbo diesel uh, engines, engines yeah. and the diesel gate and everything yeah. else. Yeah, well, so, let's not. So I think that the naming of the cars is the least of the problems that they have. Agreed. But uh, this is one of the things that uh, I actually uh, am amazed. They managed to go through the diesel gate. Relatively unscathed. I would call it unscathed because people who are buying cars didn't it didn't matter to them uh, as much. Okay, a couple of guys from uh, Volkswagen um, uh, got got jail time. Uh, they're still in jail. Uh, there is a huge amount of money to be paid, uh, mostly of it uh, to the on the United States market because the United States market uh, knows the. Uh, they understand how uh, customers can be deceived, and they have a lot of rules uh, that are specifically <laughs> targeted. Against they are basically it. carbon copy of us here. Yes, but they in a way. they went through the, dece- the uh, deceivement. Uh, the, they went through the deceit. They went through the different uh, lies that uh, different manufacturers of everything uh, created. So they they have their own way of uh, dealing with this. But we are not dealing with uh, deceit now. We are dealing with completely and utterly stupid practice of just changing the name for the reason of changing the name. No, we're talking about both, actually. Okay, but but I'm not going to talk about criminally changing the name. So rebranding your rebranding your brand for because, I don't know, you killed a couple of thousand people. Uh, <laughs> You're it, being it, it, very it lightheaded happened. about that. Yes, yet it, <laughs> it, it, it has happened. It has yeah. happened. 
And uh, people are just trying to say, okay, how are we going to get through this by changing the name? Yeah, that's the solution. Yes, usually the solution is either changing the name or changing the brand. So uh, we <laughs> have seen awesome. we have seen banks that were completely redesigned. Mm -hmm. Here in Croatia, there was a there was an. I'm not going to mention any names because this could be uh, this could turn into uh, turn into a problem. Mm -hmm. But there there was a bank that ran into problems, and they just changed the name, changed the logo, and, 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 and right now everything is fine. Um, everything is okay. Everybody forgot what happened, and that's it. So I'm not talking about those guys. I am. I'm talking about the changing on the names uh, simply because you want to change the name in order to create something new. Uh, new marketing spin? New marketing spin, new marketing model. Uh, you are trying to change the... Perspective. Pers uh, perspective. perspective. Or you are trying to make a permanent confusion in the market. For example, Coca-Cola uh, seems to be doing this. How? I think that from my perspective, I think that they are trying to say this is Coca-Cola, but you are not going to uh, be able to understand which uh, kind of Coca-Cola you are uh, getting now. It's original, original taste, diet, zero, um, lemon, whatever, whatever, whatever. So there are basically a couple of, it, it, it used to be one cola. Now it's a couple of different, by couple I mean tens of different tastes. tastes. And what they are trying to do is they are trying to switch the taste uh first when they tried to do it uh, it was an example of how not to do this kind of uh, this kind of endeavor it was being taught in universities on how not to do it mm -hmm. so i think this is their second try and they are trying to do uh, what a reasonable company can uh, can do they're trying to create uh, enough brands that people don't understand what, what the difference is anymore and then they're just going to uh, kill the ones that they don't want to okay the, this is where we are lucky for not living in the US. Yes. Because they have all of them. We only have a couple. Yes, okay. But as you mentioned. So you can talk about yours, I'm going to talk about mine. The recent example that enraged a lot of people was the thing that Nvidia did with 4080. Okay. 12 gig. Okay. Removed from market, rebranded as 4070 Ti. Okay. Which was a specific kind of really not nice move, but they have a history of doing things like that. I remember one, one of the, the first occasions of that was 8800 GT when they renamed it to 9800 GT. I remember that very well. I was still in the old business of doing the reviews and whatnot. I was just, you know, mind exploded because it never set well with me. Um, there were a series of rebrands that NVIDIA called uh, uh, or said that they were because of the OEM requests. Okay. And I can accept that because AMD had those as well. There were some reasons for that. There were some rumors about, I don't know, MX350 being basically GTX 1050 as well. And there's a lot of uh, different AMD products with, that were rebranded uh, over the years, R9, generation of radians r7 r5 and whatnot um, while staying on the topic of confusing the customers which is something that we discussed as i mentioned in one of the previous episodes there are two main reasons why i dislike this practice first one is obviously because you're confusing the customer by um, bumping the name either in the uh, let's say descriptive term like ultra whatever or by number 
whatever you do there by association. People mean people usually consider that nine is better than eight, ten is better than nine, eleven than ten, and whatnot. And if you go uh, across those borders by, like like I said, eighty eight hundred GT becomes ninety eight hundred GT. You are, I think that that's very deceitful, very wrong practice to do. What Intel is doing for me is completely different, uh, to be quite honest, and we will definitely uh, talk about this a little bit more. And later on, I have one other fun topic, perhaps. I just thought about this while you were ranting about your uh, your examples. But generally speaking, you know, it's easy for uh, you and me. We don't have the the problem with attention span and reading whatever amount of, uh, uh, let's say, technical specifications about the product and deciding for ourselves. Because... You know, a certain um, uh, factory process is different than another one. The amount of transistors, the amount of cores, the amount of this. We can, we have the patience to read through that. But we are the outliers in that discussion and we shouldn't be accepted as uh, like a, let's say, average behavior which, because we're not. And it's sometimes to our detriment because we're losing a lot of time because they make us lose time, basically. That's my problem. I would like uh, for all of those practices to stop and urgently because that uh, that also means that we can stop wasting time while at the same time solving the, the fundamental problem which is uh, a lot of people would have an easier time understanding what a product is okay but i have a problem i'm going to deal with two problems now mm -hmm. uh, first is uh do all the products have to have descriptive names no for example uh if i'm dealing with the processor Mm -hmm. uh, for an average Joe or average uh, user, uh, they don't care what the processor is. They care of mm. the class of the processor and they care about how the entire uh, package works. So uh, if they have a 13700 or 13900 processor, it doesn't make too much sense for them to, uh, as a name for the processor itself. Okay. They care about the name of the entire system. And they're most likely going to buy the entire system. So they are going to uh, connect the processor maybe, maybe as a number because high number is better. As I said, yeah. Uh, but this is something that is going to be just uh, one part of the equation on which system to buy. When it comes to operating system, for example, mm -hmm. I, for the sake of everything i couldn't understand why was apple uh switching from os 9 to os x mm -hmm. and then naming because it sounded better in marketing yes okay but you mystical. can yes it sounds mystical and so on but at the same time you cannot choose anything you must get the latest os from uh, from apple you what? cannot buy a different operating system than whatever they are uh, pushing out right now. So you shouldn't be care about the name. And itself, the name was 10.1, 10.2, 10.13, whatever. So they actually created a good marketing out of it. It looks nice. X looks nice. Uh, okay, let's not talk about what uh, Microsoft did with the names of the Windows. Uh, because this is one of the, the most uh, most, most egregious cases of yeah. uh, how not to do marketing. Uh, but uh, in, in, in case of Apple, I don't care about the name of the operating system. Yeah, because they conditioned you to not care. Yes. And I actually don't have a problem with that because it's a different ecosystem. Yes, okay, but... 
It's a completely closed ecosystem. You don't run, as you said, any other operating systems on them, and that's that. I just want to. I just want. Sometimes I'm just playing a game of uh, can I uh, am I able to predict what the next operating system is going to be called in Microsoft World. So is it going <laughs> to be Windows 12? It's going to be called Windows 11, uh, 20, 23 H1. Or 23 H3. It is going to be called Windows 11.1, mm -hmm. Windows 11.3, Windows 11.2023.H1, mm -hmm. or whatever combination of all the different things that they tried uh, by naming the operating systems. And changing them. And changing them. Uh, okay, guess lighting the users into thinking that uh, Windows 8 was actually Windows 8.1 because Windows 8 didn't even exist. This is one of those things. It did. Uh, Yes, it did. Unfortunately, for Microsoft, yes, uh, we we, we still also, also existed. Unfortunately, Microsoft Windows ME yeah. existed. So, but uh, this is I understand this. When you have a problem, and the problem is as huge as Windows ME, mm -hmm. you need to do something. You need to do a big change. Yeah, and then you produce Windows XP. Yes, you produce Windows XP, and nobody understands why. But okay, it works. Then you decide that you're going to switch over to. Uh, Vista. No, uh, second edition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but then, Vista then, is then, a major one. Yes, then you, you create that as, uh, separate editions and then you create Vista, then you create Windows 8, <laughs> then you create Windows 8 1, 8 .1 and so on. So, yes. So, okay, every, every, I'm, I'm just, um, you're talking about uh, mm. even versions, I'm talking about old versions. Because oh, you the want to talk about the ones that work well? Uh, yeah, no, no, I'm talking about <laughs> the ones that don't, don't work well. Yeah, okay. Bec because I'm, uh, these, yeah, these are right. the fun ones. Yeah. Nobody's talking about the versions that work. But this is something that I understand. Uh, so how is Windows 11 working for you? Great. Great. If you have a, a I'm going to be completely honest. Uh, Windows 11 came out, what, a year and a half ago. Maybe even two years. Uh, after a couple of years, and if you are using the latest generation of the processor, if you have enough memory, it's an amazing operating system. But it takes a lot of ifs to uh, come to this point. How do you like the new start menu and taskbar? I don't care about it anymore. Welcome to S10. No, I don't care about those anymore. I've just switched over to uh, using Alt uh, Space uh, in the, with Power Toys and not caring at, at all about where the applications <laughs> are. I just type them in. <laughs> so I just gave up, awesome. on, gave up on the idea of having uh, somewhere to click. Basically, the the, uh, the part of the story where we mentioned Intel is also something that I wanted to discuss, obviously. And uh, this one for another reason. I understand why they want to drop their i brand, although it's, for me, uh, something that's going to co cause a lot of confusion. So that's, that's that. Um, but them wanting to switch to... Uh, I have a graphic of their, their design here on my laptop, like Intel Core Ultra 5, 7, and 9. And then Core 3, 5, and 7, that's when I, like crazy. Okay. Uh, but having six different lines of products, basically the Ultra products are going to be a little bit more beefy frequency, whatever. Why do you need six different lines of products for, for heaven's sake? Uh, because you want to create an image of... Uh, progress. Progress and create an image of uh, complexity. You want to say that they are able to provide uh, six different products at the same time. Obfuscation, you mean? Obfuscation, yes. Hmm. Because what Apple is doing is they have M1, M2. And Pro, then they have Pro, Pro, Max, Pro and Max, Ultra, Ultra and so on. And memory and whatnot. But yeah. Intel is trying to make it uh, look like they also have uh, so many different products. 
So I think that what they're trying, both they're trying to do, they're trying to say, okay, these are entirely different things because they're not. The mm -hmm. number of cores, uh, design of cores is the same, basically. Just the number of cores in the connection, of course, and uh, the amount of uh, caches is, is different. So this is just creating an artificial image of... Um, Progressing, pro basically. Pro progress on the market for a company. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay. And I think that this is, this is just a, a way of them trying to uh, project like they have a, a useful branding and useful um, products on the market while they actually don't. Or they do. But not as many as they uh, want you to think. Uh, think they have. As we start started preparing for some of the episodes that we kind of announced in some of the videos that were, you know, shorts on our yes. channel. I uh, went through all of my memory banks and uh, documentation sources and whatnot. I compiled an enormous amount of uh, documents and documentation related to the Intel products. I was reminded of the good old days when processors were, you know, uh, DX and SX. And then they started complicating things, DX2, DX3, DX4. Uh, and then it was about the megahertz because the megahertz were started. Before that, we didn't discuss megahertz at all. We, we didn't really care all that much. Uh, but what kind of stood, stood out to me, throughout all of that, if we were talking specifically about, about Intel, there was some sense of logic there. It's It wasn't... The logic that was, you know, let's throw something to the wall and see what it sticks kind of logic. Or uh, if you want to go and take it a step further, it didn't uh, seem like a complete, uh, a logic that was based completely on just purely marketing driven reasons. Yes, Is that your impression or am I completely off, off base here? I think that... Uh... I think that there were two breaking points, at, uh, probably. Okay. One breaking point was when uh, Intel had to introduce Pentium because they weren't able to uh, trademark the number. Five, five six, yeah. But they basically, they weren't able to trademark the number. Mm -hmm. And this was when the, when the trademark uh, war started. Yes. And they tried to trademark everything. Uh, they tried to trademark... Uh, Still to this day. Yes, but uh, uh, trademarking uh, things and uh, doing the patents on uh, different things. I saw that there's uh, information that right now um, uh, in the United States, the patent office is receiving something like 1.1 million patents, uh, patent applications. patent applications per year. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to go off tangent. Uh, uh, sometimes it's just pure marketing. Sometimes it's just something that is happening behind the uh, behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Did you notice that on Amazon you have uh, an enormous amount of different trademarks that are trademarks that are completely nonsensical? Uh, so, uh, Brico, uh, whatever. So basically, just a name that makes no sense. It's just a jumble of numbers that can be uh, pronounced, but it doesn't make sense. Do you mm -hmm. know why why it is? No. Because Amazon stipulated that if, if you want to be the partner of Amazon, you need to have your uh, patent, uh, your name patented. Because they wanted to uh, be a, not to be the ones who are going to wet the uh, new companies. Uh, they said basically if the patent, uh, uh, the patent, uh, is patent office, office did so the, the patent office patented your uh, trademark. This means that you actually exist. You have an existing product. So the job was done by the patent office. Offload. 
Yes, and <laughs> what the companies did and what the different dealers did is they understood that if they uh, create something that is sensical, there is going to be a long wait period because the patent office needs to, ch to double check if the, this product was already patented somewhere, mm -hmm. it is mentioned somewhere and so on. But if you make a nonsensical name that cannot be found on the Google, they're going to issue the patent uh, in two weeks. Mm -hmm. So this is the reason why they have a huge amount of uh, the patents uh, that are pending. I was wondering and about that, and I'm not surprised that you have information about that. Yes, there, there was an amazing. You are the, the memory space for all things relevant. No, I was I was I was looking at it because the, it came up on my feed on YouTube, and it was an amazing. Uh, half as interesting uh, is the channel. It is an amazing channel about fringe things that are happening in the IT and different markets. I like the fringe word and, yes. the, and the TV series. Yes, so uh, the, the, the guy is doing the amazing job about uh, different things that you don't think about. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those things. So sometimes the insane marketing or insane marketing names just make Everything business sense. Yeah. They, they make, make business sense. Mm -hmm. In this particular case, this is just a case of uh, making business sense and trying to avoid uh, being vetted by uh, Amazon and waiting for a couple of months uh, before okay. you're, uh, you're able to Get participate it. in the Amazon marketplace. But what I wanted to say, basically, when they started with core, first gen, second, third, fourth, you know, when they went yes. through that, all of that made sense. And the product names, although sometimes they were really stupid and outrageous and boring as hell and took a lot of things to decipher, the K, the H, the S, the this, the that, you know, and there were the products with the same name, one letter difference, huge difference in performance and frequency and capabilities and whatnot. So, you, I mean, during the, the, the time of Intel Core brand, arc.intel.com kind of like became the best friend for a lot of us when we were searching for information, which it still is to, till this day. I think one of the worst things that they did when they named it Core Duo. And then oh, they, yes. they they realized that uh, they're going to have more cores than two. Yeah, core and two duo. That's the core, core, core to quad. Core, core <laughs> to quad, core to a, a octa, whatever. Yeah. So they decided need to do a quick rebranding of the brand, <laughs> and then uh, they just lost the duo part and uh, decided they're not going to name numbers. <laughs> it shushed. It was shushed all the way to it. Or when they said know, that they're going to use the BMW's uh, naming convention, this is one of the best things that I ever heard. <laughs> when they said when I said that our naming convention is so complicated that we are just going to uh, compare it to the BMWs. So you're a huge company and you say, okay, uh, we have no way of explaining why we are doing this with the chips. Mm -hmm. So imagine you have a car mm -hmm. and car is a BMW, three, five, and seven means something to you then. Mm -hmm. So this is with the chips. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is, this is okay. This is one of the way of branding it, but, uh, the insanity of it all is that uh, I'm, uh, I'm not, I'm just talking for, for myself, probably you also. I have turned into a person who doesn't even notice the names. I'm completely, started to completely ignore what is being said in the marketing materials. Mm -hmm. Let me just open, uh, for example, let me open, uh, uh, because one of the worst offenders are the motherboards, uh, motherboard uh, manufacturers. Let me, let me just open an Asus or Asus or whatever is this. Is, um, Website. Uh, let's do uh, some random motherboard that is currently. Uh, so let's do... Pro WSW790. I actually uh, know what this motherboard is, but that's Ace. me being stupid. 
I also know what the motherboard is, but uh, this is this is me just waiting for it. So this is the workstation motherboard. It's okay. It has all the things that you want to see on the motherboard. Yes. So it has enormous amount of uh, connections. It has slots. It has 10G, 25G, uh, so I think that this, the center part, this is completely fine. This says workstation motherboard, PC Express, uh, 5.0, 5. 5. uh, X16, mm -hmm. M2, 10G, LAN, server grade remote management, Power stages, uh, front and rear USB 3.2. That's it. Okay. This is a thing that I would like to see on every motherboard. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, this motherboard is some, somewhere around 1,200. More, more than 1,000 euros, yes. I think it's uh, 1,200 uh, euros um, uh, or something. It It is a normal, it, it says a function first aesthetics. I don't know what function first aesthetics means. Uh, function first means something. Aesthetics means something else. But mm -hmm. function first aesthetics is, okay, function first. Robust power solution and so on and so on. So let's compare this thing, which is to the point, with, I don't know, uh, Z... I'm going to go with the Z790P uh, motherboard. Mm -hmm. uh, by the same uh, manufacturer. manufacturer or... Let's call it, uh, let's not call it manufacturer, let's call it um, brand. Um, I'm looking, I'm looking for another word, but oh, like, okay, let's, let's go with the brand. So suddenly when we are dealing with a regular user mm -hmm. for a simple motherboard, uh, there is, th no... there is, there is no technical uh, verbs here. And yep. then we have come to a, uh, Okay, this is sort of kind of technical. And then we are going to have a technical uh, information here. And then it's going to go to talk about flexibility, intelligent control. Uh, All around energy efficiency. Asus, like that. Asus Intelligent Control makes your PC smart. Mm -hmm. No, applications make my PC smart. I don't want my uh, motherboard to make my PC smart. I want my motherboard to be able to support the cpu and the cpu should be working uh, as fast as it can it can work mm -hmm. then it is talking about cooling okay but this is this is getting nonsensical it works it is getting nonsensical but it is sort of kind of okay now let's go and let's go to no no no, no. please please let me let me help you please 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 don't open as asrock open gigabyte Write write down what I'm saying. No, no, wait, wait, wait. I will, we'll get to your, to your because I know I know what uh, what this is. I just opened Asrock. Asrock, as we know, is a sort of kind of Asus, mm -hmm. but uh, for the masses. Suddenly, link the future, mm -hmm. gaming motherboards. Okay, let me click here. Mm, nothing is going to happen. Uh, oh, it's going it's going to happen, but it, it, it's going to require a gigabyte of uh, giga, gigabyte of data to be able to show everything that we want. To no do. pun intended. Yes. And then I'm going to take. It is going to say here image background and break. <laughs> That's even better. That's okay. even better. Nova concept, biggest blast that humans have ever seen, biggest release of energy, and it broke. Okay, let me let me retry the let me retry this. No, uh, this is a perfect example. You don't need to go in. Uh, ah, okay, further. better. Now it's now it's now it's now uh, it's loading. Uh, loading. Okay, so it utilized this uh, AIGC artificial intelligence generated content to assist the development of motherboard visual design. Uh, 
to be completely honest, this is the most honest thing that I have ever seen. I didn't prepare this, mm -hmm. but saying we utilized artificial intelligence generated content to assist the development of motherboard visual design. Mm -hmm. This basically means we asked artificial intelligence to lie for us mm -hmm. and to make things up. And this is it. Mm -hmm. So they created, they created something that, uh, I don't know what connection uh, connected this is, but it says no on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's it. So what does this motherboard do? I don't know. It has a HDMI. Okay. It has Wi-Fi 7. I didn't know that 7 existed. Okay. Uh, Polychrome Sync. I would guess that this, this is some kind of uh, annoying um, coloring scheme that uh, uses LEDs. LEDs, yeah. LEDs. So it supports some Core. Uh, in, some Intel uh, products. And that's it. So uh, now, how do I get more information about this board? I have no idea. I want to, okay, I'm going to click somewhere. Which board can I buy? I want to buy a board. So can I click here? No. Can I click here? No. Nope. You cannot click on anything. And this is the, this is the point where I give up. Okay. Because I, I wanted to, so I came from a workstation board that told me everything through a mid-level mainstream. mainstream board that told me almost everything. In a different visual design. Yes to a point where I cannot even see anything about the board because uh, it's called Nova. It's the biggest blast that humans ever seen. Please, please, for, for, for let, our pleasure. Yes, now let, I, can, now top, to gigabyte, I yes. can top all of this. Yeah, yes, I know. Easily. Yes, I know. Yes, I know. Yes, I know. So write down, uh, open a window. Yes. Go gigabyte. I'm open the new window because I want yeah. to see something. Gigabyte. Gigabyte X670E. XC670. 670E. E. e, space, ORS, ORS, you know the brand, Extreme. Extreme, okay. Open the, the web page. Give it a little bit of time to load. Of course. Okay. Please use your mouse and try to go lower. You get, do you see it? So he's scrolling like crazy and the, the, the web page is jumping around. Aha, okay. Now we cannot go up. Yeah, you can go up. Okay, if I use the oh, I can oh, I can use the keyboard. It's a gaming motherboard. Yes. It's a gaming motherboard. You, 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 I'm you, going up and down, and it's staying at the same thing. Yes, but uh, it is a gaming motherboard, so you need to use the keyboard. I'm surprised that they didn't use the so AWSD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew it. Um, but let's talk about one more thing here. Uh, first, uh, this is completely pointless and non-functional and annoys the hell out of me and i love you gigabyte for your products no no Most but, but I'm, I'm going to say say one other thing because i see i see a, a pattern here so i can okay i cannot go to the you know what it is it's partitioned page they want to you yes, to land yes, on yeah, certain yeah, specific yes, points. They, they want they want to show me the specific parts but i don't want to go to the specific part i want to go and to you the cannot disable it as well okay i go to the beginning of the page because i want to i want to just uh say one thing can you notice that astroc and uh gigabyte are using the same uh, color scheme yes basically yeah there's a reason for that as well yes okay and hence the reason why i wanted to, to, to cover this topic because this is what happens when marketing takes over yes because this one is called nova mm -hmm. and it's talking about uh supernova mm -hmm. this one is called daybreak hour mm -hmm. 
and it's more or less just so, uh, saying new new era is coming, and they are also creating some sort of a sci-fi uh, background that is reminiscent of a supernova. So what they're doing is they're copying from each other. Badly. Uh, I think that the problem is that they are not copying a good product. Somebody created with something that, that didn't make any sense and then the other guys copied it. So uh, you are copying nonsensical thing. Garbage in, garbage out. <laughs> That's a good uh, logical circuit. Yes. So, uh, okay, but... Uh, it's called a garbage uncollector. Yes, but now let's talk about the other thing. Okay. So, uh, Aurus animated display on the aluminum. Okay. Uh, IO cover. Okay. Input-output cover. Mm -hmm. What is an input-output cover? It sounds awfully like a cover. Probably the, the back end of the motherboard. I would go with the simple uh, piece of metal that is covering something. Mm -hmm. Because it is the part of the cover here. Mm -hmm. Okay, but now, Fins RA3 with nano-carbon coating. Mm -hmm. what, is, what is it? Very important. I would call it a cooler. No, it's very important. No, no, no. Let's, let's, let's call things, the things as they are. It's a cooler. Fins uh, RA3 with nanocarbon coating. It's a cooler. It's a colored cooler. It has a coating because it's colored. It's a cooler. Um, mega heat pipe. Mm -hmm. It's a heat pipe. Super important. Uh, uh, 12 watt per MQ uh, thermal conductivity pad. It's a pad. <laughs> okay. Also, it has aluminum uh, input output cover on the other side. Nanocarbon aluminum backplate. Mm -hmm. It's a piece of aluminum. Why do you call it a uh, nanocarbon? It's not a carbon. Okay, then uh, solid pin power connectors mm -hmm. as opposed to what? Soft. Soft pin power connectors. Yes. Okay. Um, okay, uh, ultra durable armor on That's memory. Old one, yeah. But why, why does the memory need armor? Because it's marketing. Is it, marketing is, 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 is it the knight? Is somebody trying to stab it? Why do we need the armor? Yeah, yeah, it's a, a multi-key. Mm -hmm. it, it says multi-key here. Okay. Uh, why does my motherboard need to have keys? I don't want keys on my motherboard. Because it's a motherboard for overclockers. It has a ledge and the ledge is called Easy Ledge Plus. Of course. The next one is going to be uh, Turbo and the next one is going to be Ultra. Uh, the, the point I'm trying to make is that this, this is just marketing gibberish. Mm -hmm. And uh, the problem with all of this is that... The, but this is not rebranding gibberish. This is branding gibberish. Yes. And the other thing is that uh, this is not branding gibberish. Sorry. Uh, branding gibberish makes sense if you are uh, continuously repeating the same phrase. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that this these phrases maybe are repeated in the same, uh, in the same generation motherboards. After this, they become something else. I remember the randomized marketing. Yes, generation. so so basically the the last time I uh, took a look at the Gigabyte, uh, there was no it, it was MSI. The they were talking about military things, mm -hmm. so military grade whatever the the, yeah, and the tactical other other thing and the uh, whatever mil spec uh, third thing. So they were talking about things that are military grade, whatever that means. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a motherboard by. I think it's uh, Asus also uh, that had something that was uh, that was uh, trying to uh, tell or uh, to introduce itself as a advanced uh, audio card. Mm -hmm. 
to be completely uh, honest, in the four years that I had this dead motherboard, I have never ever understood what the thing that they were talking about was about. Mm -hmm. I got the audio out, it was working, it showed up as a normal uh, audio card, it has some sort of a driver that was telling that I'm getting high fidelity audio or something, mm -hmm. but no difference between those and uh, the normal things that I That's had. That's because on. you are a vanilla listener. No, I'm, I think I don't think that this is uh, this is the reason. But okay, uh, I think that one of the uh, why we are making fun of the motherboards because they are the ones that are usually uh, the worst Full offenders. Of these, yes, they are the worst offenders. Uh, the only thing that okay, the only guys who are maybe worse or, or on par uh, or on par mm. are the gaming chair producers mm. uh, because gaming chairs. Uh, are both uh, extremely expensive mm -hmm. and uh, full of marketing gibberish. Full of marketing gibberish, and mostly worse than uh, comparable chairs that are office chairs. So basically, okay. normal chairs that you can sit in. Sit in. They're licensed editions, so you can go and buy a licensed edition of something. Of Razer chair. So uh, Razer Enki Pro Automobile Lamborghini Edition. It hurts, hurts my head to read that. And if you take a look at it, Lamborghini Edition, Kenexec Edition, and uh, Williams Esports Edition, they are the same chair, just with different colors. Mm -hmm. Why not calling it this one? Okay, let's purple. Let, let, let's call it orange, orange, orange yellow. yellow, and blue. Blue, uh, because if, corporate if, colors. Because I, uh, if I wanted to uh, sell you a chair, and I said I'm going to sell you a blue chair. It uh, sounds sound much, much, much more boring than a Razer Enki Pro Williams Esports Edition, the throne for esports racing. Okay. But this is the reason why marketing exists. I'm, I'm, completely, I'm completely fine. Uh, um, to be honest, I understand why this exists. I'm completely for people producing... Uh, um, Interesting content. Uh, uh, no, 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 producing, producing uh, products like this because it enables me to see who is uh, under the influence of the marketing and who is able to understand that instead of uh, throwing their uh, money at the stupid names that the marketing guys uh, come up with, they can buy a decent chair. Mm -hmm. And this chair is not going to be called Razer Anki. It's going to be called something different. It's going to be uh, made by a brand that is actually making chairs for the last couple of years. Okay. We're uh, getting close to the end of the episode, and I want to throw you a curveball, actually. I just remembered that to uh, kind of like insert another question into our discussion, which is semi-related to the topic that we are discussing. I was thinking about this earlier, but I decided to upgrade the topic. When you take a look at all of this, and we've been at this for a lot, a lot of time, you know, for many, many years now. And there are two questions that I want to ask you. The first one is, what is the worst product that you ever bought? We're talking IT product, of course that had this marketing gibberish. So that's the first question, okay? And the second question is, what is the overall worst IT product that you ever bought? Oh, this one is tough. This one is tough. I would go with uh, the worst marketing gibberish product would probably be the uh, video card you, uh, holding stick. Video card holding stick? Yes. What the hell is that? 
so basically for the last couple of generation of video cards, um, uh, you have a problem because uh, some of the cards are uh, heavy. By heavy, oh. um, so by heavy I mean uh, a couple of uh, kilograms uh, that more or less uh, pull the entirety of your motherboard down. Yeah, I know. I understand. Uh, so they sell uh, holding sticks. Mm -hmm. They're called in the support brackets. This is the official thing. But then, if you take a look at uh, the marketing uh, guys, you you are going to see uh, stuff like uh, Dark Obelisk. Mm -hmm. uh, Dark Obelisk is the name of the support stick. It's a stick. It is supposed to be a stick. It's just a piece of stick <laughs> and then for some reason or the other they decided that they need uh rgb on on it they need to be able to support it to change the uh, the length of the stick and so on um the best thing that the colleague of mine did mm -hmm. was that he actually uh created his own uh, uh, graphic support stick or mm -hmm. uh support uh support uh, uh contraption however it is called out of lego he just put a, a couple of Lego Lego blocks together and then he created the support stick. That's so, absolutely awesome. Yes, but uh, CPU braces are something that is insane. So, uh, uh, so 4090, uh, uh, dark obelisk RGB support stick. Mm -hmm. I, saw, I saw it uh, and I didn't buy it. I saw it exist. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, yeah, you had your fair share of 4080s, 90s in your hands. So that's yes, good. And, and, and but I still don't have I don't I I still don't have uh, words for it. I'm trying to find how much uh, was it? How much was it uh, priced at? Oh, I saw some carbon fiber ones and uh, aluminum machine aluminum. Be ones because the, the idea is that it is able to support up to five kilograms of uh, video card. Yeah, that's awesome. If you have Not. a video card that is uh, weighing five kilograms. Or ten because it uh, if this is five and the other side supports five, so you can have a video card that's ten kilograms uh, in weight. Okay, so this is probably the worst offender that they have seen, and this is something that I have no idea why it even exists. Mm -hmm. Okay, and you? You still haven't answered the second half of the question. Which one? So I ask you well, the worst IT product and the worst IT product that you. Uh, bought from the perspective of marketing gibberish? Oh, uh, it wasn't me. Hmm? It wasn't me. Uh, I have a mouse at home. I need to I need to make a confession. And uh, I made a mistake of letting my kid uh, buy a mouse for him. Okay. And it makes sense because uh, he's the most... He, he is five. He doesn't uh, read yet. And... Uh, what he did, he chose the mouse for him uh, based on the packaging. Of course. So what I now have is a mouse that is a complete. It, it isn't completely transparent. It's a mouse that doesn't have the chassis or the case of the mouse itself, or the you could call it probably not the case, but I would call it uh, the shell. Mm -hmm. uh, the shell itself is made like a, it, it is made to look like a spider web. So okay. it has a lot of holes in it, but they're actual holes. So uh, everything that you have on your uh, hand 
is slowly uh, getting inside the mouse and uh, dirtying up the electronics because the electronics, reviving the spirit of the nineties. Yes, this is one 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 thing. The other thing is that it has a lot of RGBs in it, and oh, they Lord. can they cannot be turned off. And they are randomly uh, turning on and off because there is no, since this is a cheap mouse, uh, there is no support for controlling them. So it's uh, epilepsy-inducing mouse that is constantly <laughs> that is constantly blinking. <laughs> it has a lot of holes, and if you leave it uh, at night, you're going to have a spiderweb-like uh, structure uh, projected on the um, uh, on the ceiling, and uh, it is just completely, completely. Uh, wrong in so many ways okay but i know who bought it i know why he bought it and it makes me happy yeah in the end a cheap fail yes but it's, it's for a, him it's a win for him it's a win but also it's a win for me because it enables me to see what is happening if a person is a kid so it, if he has a mind of a kid, mm -hmm. so I, I, I'm not talking about people who are uh, grown up. I'm talking about people who have a mind of a kid. Mm -hmm. uh, Just like we. Yes, and, <laughs> I, uh, and I can say that uh, this person bought a mouse without making fun of him mm -hmm. because he has yeah, it five. Be he it is, be no, no, but he is five years old. Mm -hmm. He's not behaving like he is five years old. He yeah, is five years old. So I'm completely fine with this. It's an awful mouse. Uh, I think you're going to get one for your birthday, but uh, because no, I'm not. <laughs> this is one of you are fired. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. so what was what's your worst uh, piece of hardware? So uh, two things actually. So the worst piece of hardware that I ever owned, and the marketing gibberish part. Uh, let's start with the marketing gibberish part first, because that's very easy. The last motherboard that I bought for myself when I was doing the uh, f uh, 13 gen build. So I bought ROG Maximus Z790 Hero. Motherboard is great, works really well, drivers are good, everything is fine. But when you start reading through the specification, oh, okay. you just want to take, uh, I don't know, Gatling gun, literally, and start shooting. I mean, it's turbo this turbo that um hyper this hyper that and god knows how many land guard you know it's full of bs that doesn't concern me at all i just want to see when you go to tech specs of that motherboard first the font is this small i do have good eyes but this is just plain stupid and somebody who is I, I don't know why that person is doing the website design because okay. no sane person can read this with with uh, the normal decent pair of eyes on the on the. And this is getting. It, it, it is a blurry font as well. It's really weird. It's, it's probably it's probably uh, getting resized or. Uh, yeah, but I, I'm running it natively, okay, so I have okay. a native okay. the native resolution here. Uh, but it's uh, uh, the, the the reason why this is stupid is all of the marketing gibberish and Asus is known for that, and so is Gigabyte, if we're honest. But the reason why this motherboard pisses me off to no end is the stupid LEDs, LEDs, because it has them on the back plate, although they are subtle. The, the 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 it's not about how subtle they are because that's good. It's about the colors that they produce, and it's. Uh, what did you say? Epilepsy inducing? Yes. That's it. I'm going with that. Um, and just to kind of like finish the, the, the second part of the question, the worst product that I ever owned. 
It is a closely contested match between two Intel CPUs. Okay. I think you're expecting this. Between the Pentium D. Okay. I had, what was it? Pentium D, I think it was 820. Okay. If I remember correctly. I had 840, I think, as well. That CPU was stupid to begin with. Stupid design, pointless, completely wrong architecture, hot as hell, whatever. But it is, I think, still, you know, overpowered by the stupidity of the Prescott Extreme Edition. Okay. but I'm, I, I'm heavy lifting now. Yes, but... This I, is I, I, the I think... stupidest product ever made. But I think that you right now you're pushing it because I think that this should be an honorable mention. Prescott as such should be an honorable mention because they were trying to push the Extreme Edition in order to get the market to buy something that was stupid as, uh, as such. And then it wasn't working. And then they decided to create an Extreme Edition that is going to be uh, unobtainable. And they unfortunately were able to then push it as a product. So it was... Uh, just just kind of like to say uh, to lay it all on on the table i am almost i think it's not almost i'm exactly 100 percent intel based guy okay i have been for a long time there are a couple of reasons for that it's not that i dislike amd products as such it's just never been the it's 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 a timing thingy let's call let's call it that way for a variety of reasons so it's not me hating on intel but those two products were stupid as shit and um, that's also coming from a guy, I think I mentioned this in one of the episode episodes, and I mentioned this to our students as well. When we were testing the Prescott, we managed to do a pancake thing with the motherboard. Okay. Uh, which was ABIT I, uh, ICS 7 Max Free, okay. which coincidentally was the most expensive motherboard on the market okay. at the time. So the CPU fell through the socket and melted because it melted uh, around the socket. that It was so hot. Yes, uh, but it was back. Uh, okay, cooling technology wasn't as good the, as it the, is no, today. The, uh, yeah, the cooling technology wasn't as good because they uh, they didn't have the time to adopt to the new uh, TDP. To the idea of the TDP being as high as the, what was back then. Watts. Yeah. Uh, yes, but, but uh, today uh, having a TDP on a processor of two hundred fifty watts is something that is more or less. You're going to mention it in the specification. Uh, everybody's going to say, okay, you need a uh, quality that's going to be such and such, and this is going to be it. Nobody is even uh, bothered by having a problem with the TDP today. But back, back way then, people were expecting a processor to be 30, 40 watts uh, tops. When you exceeded 100 watts, it was something that nobody was prepared for. So the plastics weren't uh, weren't correct. The um, uh, coolers themselves were correct. This was before people were expecting to have a paste on the processor. You were expecting just to put metal on metal, and that would be probably it. And uh, if I remember correctly, this was the time when the processor themselves weren't able to stop when they got overheated. Nope. They just shut down. They just shut down, or uh, even worse, they just broke. Mm -hmm. And uh, if I can actually, I just remembered, um, uh, how about if you go in the completely opposite direction? The, let's say, the coolest product that you ever owned. First, I'm going to introduce one cool product for you. Okay. These are called wire cutters. Okay. You use those 
to find RGB lines on your motherboard and cut them. Okay. It, it solves the problem. Okay, do not <laughs> give me this for birthday. Okay, so it, 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 it's a simple solution to the RGB madness. Thank you, Mr. Rent and okay. Mr. You know. Because I did it uh, uh, once. I did sure. this. Uh, I did this uh, completely uh, on. It wasn't purpose. It was completely accidentally. Mm -hmm. I was opening a um, AMD cooler, and the cooler itself had a RGB set or whatever, however it is called. They had an RGB set that was uh, blinking AMD uh, in different colors. Mm -hmm. And while I was trying to open the packaging, the uh, lines for the uh, fan were mm -hmm. uh, tied with a tie and I didn't want to open the tie because I was uh, more or less lazy and I didn't uh, think about opening the tie with my hands. I just had a uh, pair of wire cutters at, the, at my desk and I just cut the tie and at the same time I cut the RGB lines mm -hmm. and then I realized that this looks great. Yeah, a side effect of that is yes. peace, peace and quiet for your eyes. Yes, so after that, uh, whenever I see something that is uh, decidedly uh, trying to uh, blind me, I just take my wire cutters and try to find where the lines are. There is are. an easier solution to that. Yes, you can turn it off in the BIOS. But, uh, no, this one I don't think you can. And even if, if you could, I'm going to get uh, an uh, epilepsy attack while going through the BIOS to find that setting. So I could just staple something on top of that. You know that the newer boards have the RGB headers for additional lines of yes, uh, uh, RGB tape so you can put additional up to five meters of tape in your, in your case. Okay, coolest product. You're going to be surprised at mine because it's completely pointless and stupid. Coolest product in the entirety of IT. For you, that you own. But in the entirety of IT. But that you owned, that you bought for yourself or got as a journalist, doesn't really matter. Hmm. I need to think about it. I need to think about it because uh, I'm not completely sure. I think that probably the coolest product that I ever owned was the... I would guess a monitor. I would guess okay. I would guess uh, Sony's uh, Trinitron monitor that uh, was 17 inch. Because uh, you were the coolest dude in the, in the no, no, it's not that I was the coolest one. Uh, the thing was that it saved my uh site because Your I was eyes, using yeah. it for I was using it for a extreme amount of I think it's something like 10 years or so, and I didn't have any problem with the image, image was always sharp. Uh, and they were so much better than yes, they were so much better yeah. than, the, than the rest of it, and I think that. I think that the coolest thing that I had was the the monitor because the monitor itself was, uh, I think it was something like three times more expensive than the rest of the hardware that I had. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I was the Absurdly happiest. Expensive, yeah. Yes, but I was the happy. This was the uh, hardware part that I was the most happy with. So I think this was the coolest one. I I could probably talk about uh, different things that I saw used. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, adapters and no. so on. But I think that the single piece of hardware that I would just uh, point out was probably that monitor. Okay. And for, you? I, uh, for me, it's actually a contest between two things. Yes. The first one is going to be very obvious to you, which is the Plextor SCSI CD. Yes. Yes. Okay. Burner. Of okay. the of the Esther year, which I still have and still works thirty years later. I have I have also one one of those, so yes. I still have like three of them at home. All of them work perfectly. Reason why it was cool apart from the obvious ones 
it was scuzzy, that was you know very cool back then. It was. It's just a fact. Um, the 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 ability to do digital digital audio extraction started in history with Plexter. Yes, me. I think most people would agree with that. Uh, and the second contestant for that place, this is what you're not expecting, is NVIDIA 9800GX2. Okay, why? 9800GX2. Okay. The two-chip okay. GPU. Because it was infinitely cool and completely pointless, just like a supercar. But you Not could, a lot you of could, people had could, it. You could also tell that for, the, for almost all the voodoo cards. They were super cool. I never had one. Yes, they were cool. I had one, uh, but they were cool. But they were cool in such a way uh, that I wouldn't call them useful. Okay, if you want useful, because that that was completely useless. Uh, ATI All in Wonder Pro, my all time favorite. Yes, card. yes, yes, and uh, Gravis Ultrasound. Yeah, for for the sound cards. Yeah, uh, for me, uh, the All in Wonder Pro, and I had three or four of them over the years specifically because it was the coolest product at that point of time as you could both game do regular stuff watch tv watch tv yes record tv directly uh, on your on your computer you can even do the software was pretty good you could actually schedule recording that worked well yes as and well. you could watch tv in uh, in a window yeah because he was capable of overlay and it was uh back way then when the uh, processors weren't able to process it but the card was yeah so uh i also owned a targa uh, mm. card back way then but it was more of a loner i was using it for a couple of months and then i gave it back because i, I didn't have a, um, a reason why uh, why i would use it so it was just to, to try to see, see how it was working. I saved for months to buy my, my first uh, All-in-Wonder card because, as I'm sure you remember, they probably were the most expensive cards on the market or close to that at that I time. I think this was, this was back when um, people today, people don't understand uh, how expensive the uh, periphery was back then. Mm -hmm. Because printers were extremely expensive. Video cards, uh, specialized video cards that weren't video cards as we think about them today. Mm -hmm. Because today a video card is more or less uh, 3D video card that is able of, uh, capable of whatever number of APS is mm -hmm. in a given game. But back way then, uh, they were additional things that the video card could do. Uh, decode uh, or receive TV, TV signal, uh, record TV signal, decode and encode uh, uh, video stream in, in any format because this is not something that the CPU was able to do. Uh, also, did you own any of the satellite uh, video cards? Yes, uh, I actually wrote uh, my uh, graduate thesis in, on college was related to internet via satellite. So yes, I had Hop page. Uh, Nova, DVBS, whatever. Yeah, I still have some one of them somewhere. Yes, and th these were cool things because satellite radio back then. Yes, sa <sighs> sa uh, satellite uh, MP3s. Yeah, where you could actually download MP3s by uh, just uh, turning on the satellite. And satellite and, uh, TV was awesome. Yes, and this was some of the things that people are not using anymore because there is no reason for them to exist anymore. Yeah, it's all about streaming. Yes, but at the same time, you know that uh, right now you can receive. Probably thousands and thousands of uh, channels do via satellite. Still. Yeah, they are still heavily. Yes, they're still heavily used, but used. No, yes, but not by regular people. 
Yeah, uh, they're mostly they're mostly streams to, for different uh, companies that are just streaming to different uh, buildings. Actually, for me, I would uh, like to add one more product. I, I would put that one to the throne of the the, the best piece of hardware ever uh, produced by mankind: HP LaserJet 4L. Okay. I wouldn't call it uh, not 4L, uh, 4100, but uh, for me 4L because that product is the only product that I miss having right now, 20 years after I, you know, removed it from my life while it was still working. It was the most reliable product that HP ever made. Uh, and there were a couple from that series, just like the one you mentioned, bigger ones that probably would sur survive some kind of a nuclear war or something. Yeah, yes, this that. is this is back way then when uh, when printers were a thing. But uh, at the same time, um, because we in the uh, while I was working in the IT magazine, we had a uh, four thousand one hundred uh, LaserJet, and it did something like six hundred thousand pages, mm -hmm. and it was still working when I gave it away. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the things that happened during the time it was then because it was there for ten years or so. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the ceiling broke for some reason or the other uh, above the printer, and a lot of the a lot of the uh, plaster mm -hmm. uh, fell into the printer. We didn't see it because basically the guys uh, who came to uh, fix the fix the ceiling they just uh, scraped the stuff from the printer. But while when I was giving it away, I had to open it, and then I realized that there is probably a whole um, handful of uh, cement and uh, plaster inside the plaster. The plaster inside the printer and the printer didn't care at all and it had a hard drive in it that was working for 12 years or so and it was completely functional so it was completely unkillable this printer was unkillable okay it was slow but it was working by amazing by, by comparison to the day standard standards yes so uh, actually the, to kind of like wrap this up i have a question for you uh, that ties in nicely to something that you just said. Do you know why we still remember those products? The reason is very simple. You don't have to answer because I will. I will take the take a chance on that. Because they were not marketing driven bullshit. They were super products that worked very well. Uh, I would go with one more thing. Uh, I would just go with the uh, part where marketing wasn't important yes uh because it wasn't even the part of the equation it was part of the equation no, no. but it was a smaller part of the yeah. equation because if you wanted to buy a printer first you uh the printers themselves weren't uh 80 euros mm -hmm. they were more probably like a thousand or uh, two thousand euros so you did your homework well mm -hmm. you were ex uh, you were expecting your printer to be able to do a couple of things you were uh, uh, going to the uh, you you went through the specification of each printer that was available there weren't many printers available mm -hmm. so you had to choose you uh, had to choose wisely because you didn't have the money to buy two printers right now if you make a mistake you buy a printer that is going to be trapped in garbage can uh, you you are going to either uh, get it back to the producer or you're just going to uh, yeah. not, give it. Not really environmentally friendly, but that's what most but people But you're do. going to give it away to yeah. somebody and say, okay, this printer is garbage, but you can print one page per, per year and this is going to be fine for you. Uh, back way then, we couldn't afford this. Uh, when you wanted to buy ATI Wonder, 
it was an expensive card. Mm -hmm. So you paid attention that you are going to buy the card that you want. Yes. Uh, so it wasn't about marketing. You needed to do the homework. Today, you're just choosing between uh, mouse A to mouse ZZ. So a couple of hundred mouses, uh, mice are on, the, are on the market. You are just choosing on based on the marketing materials and the packaging. And this most is the reason. Are, yeah. Yes, so this is the reason why I said that uh, this is probably the most uh, interesting thing that I have, or the most in, the most uh, insane thing that I have uh, is th this mouse because it is chosen entirely based on the appearance and without any thought about function, mm -hmm. and it was supposed to be a mouse. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those things. Back way then, uh, if you wanted to choose a mouse. You could buy two or three models. That's that. Maybe. Uh, okay. Let's talk about uh, end of the 1990s. Uh, you had Genius. Uh, Logitech. Logitech. And if you wanted a uh, laser mouse, you had Microsoft. Yes. My, uh, Microsoft Explorer is one of the best mice that I ever had. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that was it. If you wanted a laser mouse, you had to buy a, a mouse with Microsoft. That, that was it. It was expensive. You knew, you knew what you uh, got, got for the money. Mm-hmm. That was it. You couldn't uh, buy based on the marketing because there were no marketing. They just said, okay, we are the only guys with the mouse. If you want a rolling ball, okay, go buy Genius. Mm -hmm. But we are the only ones. We don't care about the marketing. Okay. And this is one of those things. Back way then, the marketing didn't matter. Yes. And the products mattered much more. And development yes. of them and functionality of them, long-term investment into them you know it's something that got cheapened over the years with the proliferation of hundreds of products that do the same thing it is if, what it is if we wanted if we wanted to create a mouse that's going to be called data show we could probably do it for a couple of hundreds of uh, dollars yeah and nobody would uh, see or care that we are different uh, from other mice uh, mice on the market because we wouldn't be yeah okay so it is something that has changed and I think that the marketing, the importance of marketing is bigger today simply because the products look so amazingly uh, like each other and the, the real real difference does not exist. Okay. Uh, so AMD, you can only try to play the top trumps with the marketing. Yes, and so Intel AMD and uh, Apple or Intel AMD and whatever ARM is going to be next are going to be playing based on the marketing. Nobody cares about the performance anymore. Hmm. We, we got enough performance. Yeah, I agree your your that. PC and my PC, my PC is what six days, uh, six years old. Yours is yours is three. So we don't care about the uh, performance anymore. Okay, this is fine enough for us. It is. Okay. Okay. Let's wrap this up. So that's a wrap on this episode of that IT Show podcast, and we'll see you in the next episode. But until then, my name is Vedran. And what would they say? No. Jasmin, Ultra, no. Max, whatever. whatever. Yeah. Okay, but I'm just going to remain Yasmin yeah. and see you in the next episode. Yeah. Bye.